Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Vent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Deandra Lyle with us today. She is an actress who has been on Apple TV's Beauty and the Baller, Paramount Networks, American Woman, NCIS, Shameless, Bones, General Hospital, and many more. She also returns as just done in Disney Channel's time-traveling mystery adventure series, Secrets of Sulphur Springs. And we're excited to have her on the show, so yes. welcome to the show. Thank well, you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> I always like to start the show out kind of the same way, you know, yes. we're all in this together type of thing. Um, as you know, we got... Uh, um, Last 20 months have been rough for a lot of people, especially in entertainment. Oh, yes. So definitely. how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this? Wow. Uh, well, COVID first affected me when we were in the middle of shooting season one. on oh, a wow. season okay. So we were in New Orleans. We, we got there at the end of January and then had the shutdown mid-March. So that was like, okay, this is real. This, something's really going on, you know? And then... Uh, had to come home and, you know, just like most of the world thought, oh, it'll blow over maybe mm -hmm. months at the most. And uh, <laughs> here we are still dealing with it, right? A couple years yes. later. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that in between time, you know, I was home with my family and, and it's definitely nice to have that, that downtime. I think yeah. that that's mm -hmm. the silver lining of it. You know, a lot of people got to spend time together that, that usually don't. So that was a blessing. But again, no word on, is our show going to get canceled or are we going to go back? And then luckily, because that was the scary part. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Knows. Oh, that's true. I exactly. mean, I mean, you even had, I remember at the beginning of it, I remember Fosse even saying, this is probably the new normal. We'll probably never have concerts, never have it. And we're just sitting there like, how in the world would our country survive like, with no oh, entertainment? No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The sports were all like, you know, sidelined mm -hmm. and everything. And yeah, I mean, it's tricky because you just don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, fortunately for us, we were able to yeah. go back at the end of the year and, you know, it was very different. I mean, just being, we shoot in New Orleans. So, you know, being there, okay. it was, it went from being this really lively place during Mardi Gras to, uh, yeah. I mean, wow. it was, you know, things were shut down and, and, uh, and we had to get tested three times a week, you know, wow. we, we tested mm -hmm. three times a week because if you, you know, test positive, then you have to quarantine right. well, initially mm -hmm. at 14 days. Uh, so, you know, how you navigate the workspace was a little interesting is not as much social interaction with your peers yes. you know, because everybody wants to keep everybody separate. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. You know, since then, I mean, you know, we, we went back and shot another season, same protocol. And uh, I mean, you know, you just do what you can and, and hopefully everybody is on the same, you know, mindset and, and we can make it happen. So <coughs> that's like, you know, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID and, and our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year mm -hmm. and then COVID happens. And I'm, as I'm watching everything get shut down, I told Sandy, you know, we can't change this, right. but all, all these actors and artists and all that and the entertainment world are going to now have time for our show. Right. Which exactly. normally would not that, happen. That was kind of perfect timing. <laughs> it so, was. Yeah, especially for a brand new show. Because again, us, you know, sure. with a brand new, it, once you've been out for years and years, then people will come on your show. But right. with, with brand new show, I, I knew that this could be the foundation we built. So we did over 300 interviews wow. in the first year and we're over 500 now. And because of that, now as things are going back to normal, yeah. uh, we've done built the foundation, which exactly. is- Exactly. So see, there's so many blessings that can come out of, you know, they, they say, there's a saying, it says, uh, it may not be a setback, but a setup. 
Exactly. Yes, it was exactly. definitely a setup for us. Exactly. That's true for a lot of things. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to become an actress? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be a career move? Well, I'm kind of an anomaly in it because it didn't click for me until way later than most people. <laughs> you know, you have people that say, I always knew I wanted to be in show business. Mm -hmm. I was a kid yeah. performing, dressing up. And I mean, I had fun, you know, I played Barbies and I had an imagination mm -hmm. and I played sports and I did things, but it wasn't ever a, on my to-do list, you know, to do acting. So I got my college degree in uh, therapeutic recreation oh, wow. and mm -hmm. And I was working with uh, predominantly at-risk youth, uh, children's system. Um, oh, yeah. My last real job. <laughs> I worked at a psych hospital with children through adults. So, you know, I that's what I was doing. And then uh, the acting thing, the seed was probably planted my last semester of classes in college because I had hours to kill. So I took an acting class. And the teacher said, you have it. You need to be doing this. And I'm like, oh, hey. wow. Uh -huh. And then you go on about life, right? I graduate. <laughs> I have my daughter. And then, you know, then I get back to, I'm from Iowa. So I get back home for a few years and I'm just not mm -hmm. happy. And so that acting thing was sitting there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hmm, you know, so over those next few years, I went to an open talent call in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I had to go see it. So I came to LA for a month just to do background oh, wow. and, and check mm -hmm. it out. And then I moved to outside of DC and then I moved to Chicago yeah. and it was crazy. I've been everywhere. And then in Chicago, uh, I did train for a year in second city, which is, uh, that was the original second city. So improv oh, yeah. and comedy, mm -hmm. I was working as a therapist. And then in 2008, when things went bad, the recession and economy was bad. I lost oh, my right. job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, I was laid oh, off, like pack your stuff in your box <laughs> that day and go, you know, Wow. and, oh, and that at that moment is when, I, you know, said I'm a single parent in a city with no family. Uh, if I work a nine to five, it doesn't give me the flexibility mm -hmm. to pursue acting because you have, yeah. to have yeah. flexibility during the week, you know? And I said, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. So let's try this. So at the age of 30 is when I started acting. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's when I officially clicked. So I, I tell people I didn't choose acting. It chose me. Exactly. Yes. I didn't see it coming. So yeah. That's yeah, like even for our show, you know, talking about choosing you. I really, you know, I never wanted to be in entertainment, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when we first married um, almost 20 years ago, she was big, hardcore into music. I was big, hardcore into motivation stuff. So wow. when we was in the car, that was kind of an issue. We had to um, kind of compromise. But through the years, it was like she was so hardcore into music. And then all of a sudden in 2013, we, we, one thing led to another. We did some songwriting stuff together, lyric writing, I should say. Yeah. And then that led to something else, which led to something else. And then all next thing I know, we're doing this show that we just never imagined doing. And then the first episode after it was over, I remember January 3rd, 2020, I was like, you know what? This is it. This is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's what, that's the thing. Like what I learned in that moment is paths change mm -hmm. and, and it's okay. You know, like we can say, Oh, I want to do this. And we think that that's what I'm doing. Maybe we do that for a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something else comes in. And I think the beauty is being open to exploring those avenues mm -hmm. and that change. That's and really I think that honestly, mm -hmm. that's where, when you hear about people having midlife crisis or, you know, breaking down, you see doctors and attorneys going from 
living this amazing life with security to also not want to be a painter or do pottery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be a, be a nature guide. I don't know. You know, so it's, it's really comes down to, you know, fulfilling your spirit and your soul and that can change. And that is okay. And that's one thing. I tell and people you, will try to put you in a box. Oh, absolutely. They will try to because you know, traditionally you go to school and you work and you, you, you know, have your family and you do this and you know, everybody's journey is different. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer. I'm a bit of a, people say, well, how can you? I go, well, why can't I? And, <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, you know, the career that I'm in is not the most secure financially mm -hmm. <laughs> career choice. But um, you're making it. But I'm, I'm and it's a passion. making it and it, and it, you know, it ebbs and flows, you know, but if, I, I feel like when things continue to go in a positive direction, that's where you're still supposed to be. So exactly. And, yeah. you know, you're talking about how people are like that. I remember um, be, trying to be put in a box, you know, when, when, you know, I felt like I was supposed to meet my wife online, which I did I met oh, her yeah. February 2nd of 02. Wow. But, but before that, I would meet a lot of different people online. And one of my first um, ideas was I would ask if it were possible, would you be willing to be a 24 seven couple to build a legacy together? Mm -hmm. And depending on that answer would be whether I move on or not. Okay. And, and she was the only one that said after two, 300 times I've asked that she <laughs> was like, you know, if that were possible, that would be amazing. I've never heard of that, but that would be, and here <laughs> right. we are. Yeah. Right. And then you were the winner. So it was amazing. It was, meant it was to be. a dream that I had on how I wanted to live marriage. And, yeah. you know, like you were saying, you know, you being a dreamer and all the time and other people don't understand that. Right. Right. And, and I mean, it's, it's, there's pros and cons of all of it. Right. You know, yeah. you, take chances and you just don't know, but you know, I'm a big, I believe you can't fight or force things. You have to flow and you just have to listen to your spirit and your heart and just go with it. And, and really understanding your why and your what, but not, you don't have to know your how you, yeah, know? Exactly. you have to do that trust fall to the universe or whatever it is. And just, as long as you're staying in alignment and following what's inside of you, I feel like you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. times. Exactly. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get there. And I always want to talk about that side of it, because I think a lot of people kind of sugarcoat this side of it. And they're, you know, they're like, if you got the talent, you'll make it. But we both know that's just not the case. You know, a lot of very talented people never make it because yeah. if you don't have that work ethic, you can forget it. It's not happening. So take a few moments and tell us a little bit about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to even get where you are today. Right. Well, real quick to touch on what you were saying about, you know, you have to have the work ethic. Like, as you say, I say all the time, I have so many friends that are amazing, you know, that are having a hard mm -hmm. time getting representation or getting into mm -hmm. you know, your, yeah. uh, I know for me, I've been very fortunate to have an amazing team around me. You know, mm -hmm. my managers, my agents um, are phenomenal. Uh, I've, you know, yes, I've put in the work I've, I've trained. I'm not classically trained like a lot of, you know, actors. I don't have a degree <laughs> in, you know, um, the arts, but I also, you know, I have favor, you know, and I, and I realize that, and I realize that mm -hmm. I could not be here without any piece of my puzzle. And, and, and yeah. a yeah. piece of that is my mom who's always believed in me and been behind me a thousand percent, you know, still to this day. Um, my friends, my family, my people back home in Iowa, my, my other people in Chicago, which is like my second home, those people that I, I 
you know, met over the years or worked with that I've, I've shared this dream that are still supporting and rooting mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. like, that keeps me going. And I would not be here without any of those people, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. not that, so to say what you were saying, it's all those things have to align, you know? <clears throat> when it comes down to sacrifices, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. My biggest sacrifice this, uh, this far is uh, mm-hmm. when I moved to LA in 2012, I let my daughter go stay with her father for a couple of years. And wow. that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow, I bet. Yes. Hardest. I don't want to miss any part of my daughter's life, you know. And then as a mother with a daughter, I don't want her to feel like I, you know, just abandoned her. Or yeah. Her. Yeah, exactly. And also, you don't want, you know, society to look at you kind of crazy, even though you know what you're doing is the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a society will do that. Absolutely. I mean, luckily, nobody mm-hmm. came, said anything to me, you know, but I'm sure people yeah. have their opinions. Uh, but I knew coming to LA that I was going to have to trudge through, you, you just know, got to build that foundation. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't have a foundation. I didn't have a support system here for my child to help me, you know, with if I need somebody to pick her up from school or, or right. watch her if I'm doing something. I knew, you know, I'm a small fish in a big pond. I, nobody knows me. I have to go establish myself and do grunt work and do all these things. And so, uh, you know, I didn't want to drag her through that. So, you know, fortunately for myself and, and her father, we get along great, even though we're no longer mm-hmm. together. And, and he was like, hey, you know, let her come over here. And and he was married, I think, at the time and had their first child. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Every child needs both parents. And, and luckily, oh, so luckly, you had an ex that was willing to do that and not yeah. try to and not try yeah. to take you back to court and say, you know yeah, what, she's no, abandoning. We, exactly. We, we I don't do drama. Okay. I don't do drama. <laughs> <laughs> what I do is on screen. Okay. So let's let's yeah. That yes. I don't. You know. So we get along great. I get along with his wife, his family, and everything. And we're just you know, it's one big family. And so, you know, she went out there and it was great for her to be around her father for that for a yeah. while and to experience being a sibling. So there was a lot of beautiful moments that came from that. Wow. Although it was really, really hard. I mean, you know, to mm-hmm. her 10th birthday, I wasn't there in person, you know. And, yeah. oh, wow. and, then, and that probably made you work harder because you knew that you wanted to ha- happen faster. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just you flow with it. You know, I mean, I wasn't out here when I got to L.A. Honestly, it was my first time ever living by myself as an adult because in college I had roommates. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after college I had roommates and then I had my daughter <laughs> and I've always had somebody with me. So now oh, I'm in wow. school, I don't have anyone here. No <laughs> and I'm like, what? But I'm not out in the streets running around because that's yeah. Not yeah. yeah. You know, so that was a big sacrifice uh, that fortunately paid off. And, and my daughter, you know, I couldn't do it if she wasn't as resilient and as strong as she has been through all of this, um, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I mean, it's hard. And then you know, so you sacrifice time, social uh, gatherings with people that you know you may have something planned, and now you gotta do an audition, and you have right. to miss out mm-hmm. on things. Sometimes you have to. I was supposed to be in a wedding a couple of years ago, and <laughs> I got I got added on for more shows, and they're like. And I'm like, well, I, the wedding happens once. Yeah, because you can't say no because that could be the big, big break. It could. There is power in saying no. And there are certain things that I will not sacrifice. Yeah. So no, again, yeah. for my daughter, when she was back out here, uh, you know, she was doing sports, track and volleyball. And I love going to those things. So, you know, I tell my agents and my managers, hey, on these days after like, say, three o'clock, mm-hmm. I don't want to have anything. I don't have to because right. I want to watch her thing. Like, yeah. if I can't, if, I, if you can't reschedule, I'll go. But like, I can't get that back. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. Kids grow up, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. sacrifice her. For so mm-hmm. you know, it, it 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 is tough. You know, you take your chances. 
but hopefully they. And you got to take, and again, you know, the, nothing in life comes easy and you got to take those risks because without risk, you're just going to live that mediocre life that you'll be miserable with the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. And, and again, I don't want to, you know, if, if somebody's living that mediocre life and they're happy, that's great. Right. But like person. us, we wouldn't be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because <laughs> that's what I always try to tell people. I'm like, hey, if the nine to five is your cup of tea, yeah. that is great. It's oh, just yeah. not ours. That's yeah, the same. My mom, she's that. always been, you know, office, business world, corporate. Uh -huh. and I'm like, uh, no, that is. <laughs> it's so funny because my daughter now, like, even from a younger age, she's like, no, that's that's not me either. You know, yeah. College now, so I don't. She doesn't. She's still, you know, figuring out yeah, what she wants to do. But it's like we both knew. No, I can't sit behind a desk, but. For people like my mom, she's had an amazing, you know, career, and mm -hmm. that just worked for her. Exactly. Right. You know? So you need people everywhere. And I wish people would see that, you know, whatever choices you make in career-wise, whether it is acting, whether it's a creative, whether it's music, or whether it's nine to five, business owner, all that. I mm -hmm. wish people would understand. You know what? You have to live with this. You know, you sometimes you're going to have that pain. They don't need you. Don't need them now. Also adding to that pain. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know what? They, what do they say? Uh, do what you love and love what you do, or you know, <laughs> and you'll never work a day in your life. That's what they exactly. say. You know. But yeah, I, I I agree. Like everybody has gifts in different areas, and everybody mm -hmm. you know has enjoyment with different things, and yeah. those things can change, and that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> as long as you're just, you know, doing for you. Yeah. Now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side, let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a few wow moments for you? <sighs> what are a few wow moments? Man, um, you know, it's funny. I think for me in this career, mm. one of my biggest wow moments are, are things that aren't even, you know, bookings. Like I didn't even book the job, but I had this big, amazing, you know, to me it was still a victory because every little, you know, step you take is, is a is a success and a victory. Um, mm -hmm. I know for me, one wow moment in my experience is uh, I had an audition for a lead role opposite Denzel Washington in a oh, film God. a few years ago. And uh, and it was one of those big roles and opportunities that don't come along very often. Really? Yeah. yeah. And especially for no name actors, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I'm proud yeah. of what I've done, but like, I'm not this household name, you know, so mm -hmm. um, to get to that position to even be considered for that read was really a big moment, you know, so I went in and, and I did the audition and I left and I said, you know what, I'm just happy to even get uh -huh. in the room. And oh, then yes. ended up having a director session, which is like, you're basically mm -hmm. kind of one of the finalists. Like, so I met with the director, oh, wow. the producer, mm -hmm. uh-huh, and, and it was like, Dan Gilroy, who did uh, Nightcrawler. So he was the same director. Okay. And I was like, and they were like, we, thank you for being here. We love your work. And I'm like, thank you for having me. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm signing in, I'm seeing all these named actresses, you know, that have had major films and shows. And wow. So, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't end up getting the role, but to be able to come in. To be in that crew. To yeah. be in that crew. And, and here's, what's, here's something that it was so wild, it hit me. Like I didn't hear a voice, but this hit me when I was signing in for my initial audition. I go, I see all these named actresses and I go, you know what? Just because they're a name doesn't mean they're better than me. Yep. Exactly. Everybody That's was true. nobody before they were somebody. So yes. game yep. on. You know, like let's mm. go. Everybody yes. has to start somewhere. Um, so that was that was always one of my biggest victories for myself, even though I didn't I didn't get it. Um and then I mean, you know, other things like you know, my show now, just when you make those 
moves and you kind of climb and, you know, and, and grow to, mm -hmm. I had a co-star and then to a guest star and then I was recurring and, you know, fortunately now I'm a series regular, which is a major career accomplishment, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, those are great. Um, but I will say there, there's another wow moment that I did have a few years ago. Um, I had auditioned for a, it seemed like an independent show. I didn't really know what it was for. Did the audition, had a callback. And at the callback, they were like, oh yeah, you pretty much have it. We just wanted to meet you and see how, you know, we vibe with you. And I was like, okay. And so mm -hmm. after everything went through, I came <laughs> to find out that the, the three primary stars of the show and the three creators of the show were Fred Armisen, John C. Riley, and Tim Heidecker, like comedic. Oh, writers, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and, mm -hmm. I, and I had no idea, like, that they were. Oh, wow. Movie. So mm -hmm. I was this guest star on an episode. It was just me and those three guys the whole episode. And to uh -huh. work with that with that caliber, I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and like John T. You know, so that was mm -hmm. a, a really big wow. Like they were the funny people. You know, I just was kind of like yeah. my character. But it was such an honor to be able to play with those those people because you know I respect their craft and and it, I didn't see it coming. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the best way. Yeah, you have little yeah. moments like that, and yeah. So there's a couple <laughs> of wow moments. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, the team never gets the love. They do not. On our show, they get some love. So take a few yeah. moments and tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are. All right. Well, uh, I have my managers, uh, Impact Artist Group, and that mm -hmm. is Peter Klug and Tara Weiler. And uh, I've been with them since 2013. They're amazing. You know, when we first met, they were like, we don't have you. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah. the energy was just right. I'm very big on energy, you know, and, and some people would say, oh, take several meetings and compare and figure out. I just knew right then that it felt right and they felt right. And I honestly don't think that we'll ever not be together. Um, they wow. are family. They are here to help me, you know, when I'm going through my little things and <laughs> self tapes and, you know, they, Heck, we used uh, Peter's backyard for my daughter's graduation party. So, like you know, it's oh, yeah. it really is family. Um, yeah. Anything I need, they're there. They're supportive emotionally, you know, um, and in so many ways. So they're amazing. Mm -hmm. um, my mm -hmm. agents, BRS Gage, uh, several people to name. So you have David, Amy, Sarah Beth, Craig. I mean, there's like, and then you have the assistants, uh, and then you also have that's the LA office, and you have the New York office. I've been with them since 2014. Wow. They too have been amazingly supportive of me, especially a couple of years ago, I had decided to step away from acting because I hadn't really worked in two years and I wasn't having wow. fun. Yeah. And for me to go to my agents and my managers and say, I'm stepping away and they've like stood by my side, but they continued to stand <laughs> by my side even when I was going through this dark time. Mm -hmm. uh, it really doesn't happen that often, especially with agents in this business. So, you know, I just, I'm so grateful to have people that believe in me, that are excited about me, that push me, that stand by me, even when I'm going through my things. And I, it, it, it just doesn't happen very often. I've heard some stories. And again, I'm really lucky and blessed to have such an amazing team around me. I also have my commercial agents. I got my voiceover agents. And that's, that's the, I got my PR people, you know, PR. Well, we love the PR people. We do. Oh, yeah. PR amazing. people keeps us busy. We couldn't do it it's, without That's them. a good thing. Yeah. And they're, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, all them, those are my, you know, business team. But then again, like I said, I have my mom, I have my daughter, I have my fiance, I have all my. Exactly. It's all friends. the team. So mm -hmm. I, 
And like I said, I wouldn't be here without any one of those people. You, you know, a little side note about PR people. When we first launched this show, and I, it was a learning experience because we'd never done any of this before. Right. I'll be If I was connected to someone on Facebook, I thought, why am I, why do I have to go around them to get them? Right. And I, and, and I got, I did that on somebody and I got chewed out for that. And it's funny because now I'm the opposite. Now, if, if someone comes to me without a PR person, I kind of don't want to put them on the show because we have found that you get a lot more quality interviews. Right. Who have PR sure. teams. Definitely. Right. Right. It's about business, you know? Yeah. And, and luckily, like I said, again, with PR machine, with, with Mike and Rachel and Grace, they just, they're, they have great energy and they're excited. That's my biggest thing. I want to surround myself with people that are positive, that that exactly. are, that believe in you, that are that are human, that are mm -hmm. real, and may have a little weirdness because I'm really weird. So <laughs> weird with me, and be able to talk and keep up. So yeah, so they're they're great. Everyone is great. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third yes. co-host, our 10-year-old, that we bring on. Oh, okay. He asked a couple questions. So Sandy's going to go get him. Oh, yeah, please. And we've got an almost three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in this show because we oh, are yeah. family. Oh, you guys are keeping yourself busy. The three <clears throat> Got to combine it all. You know, that, that's that, that's one reason why we do middle of the day interviews uh -huh. is because it, that's this is her nap time. So we so basically when we're about to start the interview, she yeah. goes down yep. and, it, and it's worked good so far for, you know, and and what's funny is when it, with the pe people that we bring on, normally they don't want to do interviews in the evenings anyway. This actually works better for them. So it yeah. actually works really good. Yeah, I, I know all about that planning around the children's schedule. Like, <laughs> when my daughter was little, like I had to fly with her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fly at nap time. I'm going to feed her. She's going to sleep. Like, you know, you just, you have it down to a science. So I And we've been lucky that, you know, Caitlin, she, she knows the routine so much now that when it's time to go down, she'll go down. She don't fight it or anything. And, and we've been, I don't know how we manage this, but we've been lucky there. So <laughs> you are, cause I, I had an easy sleeper too. So I was really, <laughs> I'm with you. Hey. Hi, Dan. So what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? <sighs> That's going to be tough. I don't know <laughs> favorites. But I do like pizza a lot. I do like tacos. I feel like I eat pizza and tacos a lot. Um, <laughs> something I probably shouldn't eat, but we just had it the other day, was chips and dip. Ooh. Like Ruffles chips, Ruffles with ridges and French onion dip. Only because it was Super Bowl weekend, so I feel like that was our excuse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so those are, those are some of my favorites. Because what's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, what kind of pizza? A Peroso and Supreme and pineapple. He's got four oh, kinds. You know, my daughter, she likes pineapple on her pizza too. I don't, I can't quite do the pineapple. But <laughs> we just, it's funny because we just yeah. learned whether he likes that because we've never tried it. And so many people, when he asked the food question, would ask him, Oh, what, what kind, have you ever tried pineapple? And right. I always know. And finally, one day he's like, I want to try pineapple. So and he's, you like it. Okay, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, fine. so what's your favorite TV show and movie? Favorite <sighs> TV show and movie. Let me think about that. Well, I mean, I would like to say that my favorite TV show is Secrets of Sulphur Springs because <laughs> I'm, I might be a little biased there. Um, <laughs> I like that show. You know, you know what's funny is I watch a lot of paranormal and ghost reality shows on Discovery Plus. Like I like stuff like that. So they're like ghost hunters and ghost adventures 
and, you know, things like that. I don't know. I like the spooky kind of hauntedness of it. So, like, all those shows are probably my favorite. Um, as for movies, ooh, so if I take it back, I love The Sound of Music, which is a classic movie. Um, that's a good one. I sing all the songs, you know, that's a really good movie. So I do like that one. And I'm trying to think of another favorite movie I have. I've seen so many movies in my time. Let me think. Sound of Music for sure. I look. I like Footloose too. Mm. That's another old movie. Another good, good classic. A lot of good movies. Yeah. See, I like all those like '80s movies and like you know things <laughs> that like you can watch over and over and over again and still have a good time. Yeah. Oh, and my last one, I do love The Golden Child, which is an Eddie Murphy movie from like 1980. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Eddie. Love me some Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So Golden Child for Eddie Murphy is one of my favorite movies. Okay. <laughs> What's, you? What's your okay. favorite? Movie? Yeah, my, my favorite TV show is SpongeBob, and my favorite movie is Minions. Oh, oh, Minions. I, you know what? I've only seen like part of that, so I need to go mm -hmm. back and I need to watch mm -hmm. the rest. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye, nice meeting you. <laughs> he loves to be on the show, that's for sure. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. I love that you have He's him. been on almost, he's not been on every episode, but for the most part, he's been on 95% of them. Wow, good. Probably good. higher than that. He's getting all that experience now, and he'll have his own show here pretty soon. And that's the plan. Yeah, you'll be you'll be guest on his show. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you could co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be, and what role would you want to play? Oh, I'm terrible at this question because I just I love uh, variety, so I just love working with anybody and everybody <laughs> one particular person that i would you know like to work with um oh hello i'm seeing all these people saying these comments yeah. um, uh so i'm open to whoever i mean you know i've i've been fortunate to work with some some veterans in this game you know i've worked with rob lowe and i've worked with alicia silverstone and hello. i've worked with people yeah. that you're like wow i grew up like watching you know your stuff and now i'm working next to you and and uh and it's just every experience is an adventure so i'm open to like whoever uh yeah. as for like a dream role again i like variety i don't like to do i like i don't want to be pigeonholed so i like all different types of characters yeah but i would really like to be in like a fantasy type film kind of Ooh. like like i like uh you know like like the Harry Potters, or mm -hmm. I've been on The Witcher too, which is on Netflix, The Witcher and, yeah. and Wheel of Time and all those fun things. I think it would be really fun to be some kind of interesting character on one of those, maybe a villain. I haven't done a villain yet, so, you know. You, you yeah. kind of took my next question away from me because my next question was going to be, what show or movie would you like a role in? Yeah, uh, well, those yeah, yeah. right there. Like I said, Witcher and Wheel of Time, I love those. So, hey, I would, I would definitely go over there. Oh, let's see. Somebody said, can I respond? Man, what happened to Alicia Silverstone? I haven't seen her since the Aerosmith video. She's been doing some things. She, <laughs> she, she had, well, I was on a show with her called American Woman that oh, uh, ran on Paramount Plus. And um, mm -hmm. I was in five episodes. So I was her coworker. It took place in that. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. so I was Louise. I had my little afro and I had soul. Oh, and, awesome. And uh, so we did that a few years ago. And then I think she did that Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah. She had something else recently. I feel like so she's doing things. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, definitely, she's got her um, vegan, uh, her book, the, the Kind Diet. 
Um, so, cause she actually okay. gave me a copy. So she's big into the vegan movement and everything. Yeah. And she's probably staying low profile because again, a lot of act actors and actresses, they've had their heyday and they kind of go low key for a while because again, you know, you've been in the spotlight all them years mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Time to at least calm down for a little while. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she has a, she has a kid, she has a son, you know, and so she has yeah. her family and right. I, you know, real people. Exactly. Stuff. <laughs> so what's been your hardest role to play? Oh, hardest role. You know, I don't, I don't know if my hardest, uh, maybe my hardest was mm -hmm. probably my very first TV role. And it was oh, a co-star. Okay. It was on Detroit 187 that was on ABC for a season. I think it's like 2010. Okay. Um, so one, this is my very first ever experience on a TV set, you know, and, doing mm -hmm. this. and my character was Mandy and she's a cocktail waitress at a casino. So Mandy was in high heels, a little short little dress. Oh, okay. And she mm -hmm. had to carry, you know, a tray with oh, drink. Right. And she has to walk up to one of the main detectives on the show because they mm -hmm. have a little bit of history. And yeah. she you know, has to kind of put him in his place because he never called her back. Oh, and yeah. while she's doing all this, she has to smack him. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Well. I don't have waitress experience. I don't have serving mm -hmm. experience. So now I'm trying to balance these drinks. It's heavy. I'm trying to walk <laughs> in the I'm trying to, you know, do all this and then do a smack. It was a whole situation. Like, and then you, you know, <laughs> you have to sell the smack and everything. And probably <laughs> my my hardest situation, just because I was like. I don't know what to do. And you, you have to make it look real, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just don't get caught doing it. So you're like trying to act like you know what you're doing and you mm -hmm. kind of don't. So that was probably my heart. heart. That, that, and I would say uh, a courtroom scene uh, in Chicago Justice because I was an assistant DA and, you know, just getting the dialogue, the, yeah. jargon, the legal jargon is tricky, you know, and, and it's mm -hmm. a bad mm -hmm. so, you know, you're over there like, with all due respect, Your Honor, and blah, 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 and it's back and forth. And, and even after some takes, the the main actors on the show, they were like, listen, that was amazing because it took us a long time to get in the groove of of doing this. You know, it's okay. hard to feel bad for people when they just jump in for an episode because they're not used uh -huh. to it. So it's a muscle that, you know, for the medical dramas and the legal dramas, all that terminology and those big words. And then you don't, you have to learn and figure out what, you know, what everything means. Cause you know, you're supposed to know what you're talking about. Those are probably, yeah, those, those are my tricky moments. Mm -hmm. and he oh, does Deander like doing soap operas or are they boring? So I've done two soaps or daytime dramas. I don't want to offend them and call them yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, I don't know what they prefer, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I did Young and the Restless and oh, okay. I did General Hospital. Yeah. They were fine. I mean, I had like one scene in each, but the thing oh, about uh, daytime dramas is they film a lot of content fast because oh, wow. they daily show. Because it's daily. Daily. So you have to come in and you have to know your stuff because you may only do it like two or three times and then they move on because wow. there's no time to sit there and like have a mess up or this and that because it's just, you got to keep it moving. Yeah. So, um, so it was cool. I mean, it was an experience. It, again, helps me as an actor to be on top of my my game <laughs> so, uh, as opposed for watching so far but i don't really watch them like, <laughs> i don't watch a lot of tv that's what's crazy yeah um, so what's been your most fun role 
Uh, my most fun? Can I say re one of my most rewarding roles? Oh, which sure. Was yeah. Fun yeah. for me uh, was when I did an episode of Code Black. And yeah. uh, it was a, a, a storyline. That's the one I worked with, Rob Lowe. He was the doctor on my my case or whatever, you know, on the show. Yeah. And uh, I was a mother to a, a little girl who had autism and never speaks to me, you know, verbally. She speaks to her phone. Um, mm -hmm. And and so it was a really emotional thing because the daughter ended up having another health, health issue. So mm -hmm. it was very, you know, it really tugged at the heartstrings and, and it was one of those ones that gets you all crying at the end. And, and that was one of my most rewarding roles just because it was a real life thing. And I, I met someone who was a writer on another show that I was working and he had seen that episode and he said oh, his, wow. he had a child who had, who has autism and said oh. it really, really, it meant a lot to him. And, you know, so for me as a, as an actor, if I can bring that truth and realness to it and, and people can connect with that, then my job is done. So you know, that's like little Chris. He, he don't quite have autism, but he does no. have speech delay. Yeah, speech okay, yeah. Developmental delay that's right. well. So we've had to, to work things around with him. Yeah. He's he's doing so well now. No, he's doing great. He's proud of how far he's done. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's just it's the realness of life and and, and human the human experience. Uh, mm -hmm. so that again was very um rewarding for me. So I don't know if I should use the word fun, but that was <laughs> For me, just to be that challenge, I should say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Rob is so funny. Awesome Powers. If they do another, I know I'm a hey, I can do Beyonce. I can be her <laughs> in Awesome Powers. I would do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> yes. So, so tell us a little bit about season two of Secrets of Sulphur Springs. So, season two, uh, the kids Harper and Griffin, uh, the main main kids of the show. They're traveling even further back into time. So season one, they went to 1990. They got to meet yeah. their mom, their parents at their age, which was kind of fun. And in season mm -hmm. two, they're going back to 1960 and 1930. Oh, so wow. they're taking it way back. And uh, and the focus of, of season two is uh, my daughter, Harper, she's learning some things about the history of the Tremont Hotel, which is the main, okay. you know, of the show, mm -hmm. uh, learning, the connection between that property and her father's family. So oh, wow. there's mm -hmm. a connection there that nobody really ever knew. Ah. They're going back to figure out, okay, was this property, you know, all those things. So it's a lot of fun. And, and, and honestly, it touches on uh, some race discussions, you know, okay. and, yeah. and I, and I love <clears throat> how the writers and the creators, uh, how they did it because it's an important topic to talk about, mm -hmm. but they didn't like put it in your face, like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great thing that kids and, and, and their parents can have discussions about. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, so it's, that's really, important. it's, it's important to have those discussions, mm -hmm. especially now in this day and age. So, uh, you know, they did a beautiful job with, with that. So that's okay. season two. So playing a, that role yes. um, with those type of um, discussions, what have you learned about yourself through that role? What have I learned about myself when it comes to like the the race stuff or yeah. or just peer yourself in general? Um, I mean, I can say as a parent, I mean, there's parallels for me with this character. Um, oh, wow. because mm -hmm. I and I didn't realize this until somebody asked me not that long ago, but I was like, oh, 
I'm actually very similar to Jess. <laughs> like Jess Dunn. <Dunham. laughs> yeah. This might be me. You know, I'm not sure. Um, mm -hmm. Did they, did they, you know, model her after me? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I learned, you know, the, the love that, you know, parents have for their kids and, you know, want to teach them and, but then also the tough love and all those things, but you know, and, and my character is a single parent because she's widowed and I'm a single parent, not because I'm widowed, but I've been a single parent. Yeah. And so just kind of, you know, keeping that that balance of yeah. fun mm -hmm. and, and like, you know, I'm kind of a little sassy and I like to talk stuff and be goofy and, and that's how I'm with my kid and, and that's how Jess can be with her kids, but then also, yeah we don't play you know so it's like mm -hmm. it's one of those things you see that you know trying to have that balance um yeah so i definitely see that parallel between myself and the character uh yeah. mm -hmm. when it comes to discussions i'm trying to think i mean it just it's it's just great to continue to have dialogue about things you know yes and, and that's the most important thing i think that's the best thing that most people can do is have conversations yeah sure talk with to each other fingers, we all need to talk to each other mm -hmm. i mean i mean I mean, can you imagine if, you know, it's almost like this, the whole race thing is almost like a marriage. Because if me and her acted like that, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be uh, right, married. Right. We yeah, have to talk. We have to communicate, yeah. discuss yeah. things, understand. Right. But there's yeah. so many things, we're all human at the end of the day. And it's mm -hmm. like, if more people took the time to talk to somebody who was different mm -hmm. than them, they would yeah. realize, oh, we're, the, we're different, but the same. We're, you know. Exactly. And, and they would see that we're more the same than not. Oh, we yeah. just have a different coding like what is it like what everything is it? the same you know mm -hmm. I mean, i'm biracial my mother is white and my father is black so, so you get to yeah. see both sides right I'm, from your family with my mm -hmm. white mother you know and my my grandparents because my parents divorced so you know i've lived in this interesting world of being able to you know i don't know what it's like to be white obviously but mm. i've seen the white side of wor mm -hmm. the world in a certain way through a certain yeah. lens yeah know? That's what, what I grew up with. Um, so I, I always love having conversations about race. Um, I mean, like, I'm like, hey, I'm biracial. <laughs> yeah. you know, and if somebody has confusion about something or if they're feeling some kind of way, I want to be mm -hmm. a safe place to have that conversation. But yeah, sure. You know, you have to talk, talk, talk. To, I, have, I have good friends of mine who, especially when things were kind of wild and crazy with the civil unrest, you know, at the height of the pandemic. Sure. Mm -hmm. White friends of mine, and they said, "What you know? We donated, and we've done this, and what else can we do?" And I said, "Have the conversation. Have conversations with your friends that you know, maybe your white friends that may not be comfortable talking to people of color, but maybe, or maybe they're saying something. Talk to them. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just yeah. I don't that know. makes a lot of sense. It does. Do and get to know people and be yeah. open." Yeah, you know, that's like my personal Facebook page. And I did this on purpose when, you know, when you go through my page, you know, I have every you you name it. We have conservatives. We have liberals. We have gay people. We have straight people. We have Christians. We have um, anti-Christian. Yeah. I, I have every bit of and and I'll be honest, it's helped me. Because I see so many, like, the, you know, when something's hitting the um, me, national media, I see all sides of this because I've watched the feeds. And, right. and I'm like, you know, they make sense and they make sense and they make sense and they make sense. They just need to talk. Perspective. Exactly. Everybody. I mean, it's it's the same thing. I'm, and not to go down this tangent, but like when it comes to religion, to me, honestly, like you, you have all these different branches, but they're all pretty much the same yeah. thing. They're all saying the same. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. Then yeah. they don't like them and they don't. And I'm like, I don't understand. You know? So, again, yeah, it's just to me, it's about the human condition. Yeah. You know, when you strip all yeah. these things away, you know, 
just we're all be human. a good person and just mm-hmm. we're all brothers and sisters and just help each other out and look after exactly. one another, you know? And, and yeah. I, mean, I have family uh, that sit more on the conservative side. I have, you know, I have, <laughs> always, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm curious more about certain people's viewpoints because it's just my family and they love me and I love them, you know, but like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, hmm, I wonder how people feel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is like, I don't know. Everybody has, certain points where you can I can respect opinion but it's the willful ignorance that I don't like when people yeah. know better and they choose to just believe exactly lies, that's the side that I don't I don't empathize with at all mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah oh, well, asked. oh so it's secret to sulfur springs and it's on Disney Channel it's also on Disney plus and I think you can watch it on Hulu how awesome. awesome. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Mm. I would like to be most known and remembered for just going for it and living my dream, you know? Yeah. That's anything, my thing. Almost anything is possible. And I mean, there's a quote that I live by. It's it's in my email signature. And it says, it's never too late to be what you might have been by George Eliot. And oh, that, that always that. settled with me from the moment I saw it some years ago. And I truly believe that. So there's so many people like so that say, I want to do that, but they're too scared or they're listening to everybody else's opinions and they don't do it. But why not? You know, so the worst thing that can happen is you fail. So exactly. what? they say what nothing, nothing beats a failure, but a try. So <coughs> it's like I'm a little girl from Iowa. Okay, <laughs> Iowa, and 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 then you know I was living in Chicago. I was a single parent. I was thirty years old, and I was like, I'm gonna go do acting. I think I can do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy when you look at it on paper, right? It it's is, crazy. yeah. Now I've been on almost every major network. Just like Steve Harvey, you know, when he tells his story when he was little, his teacher told when they had all the class write out. Uh-huh. what they wanted to be. And he said he wanted to be on TV. Oh yeah. And, when he was and like I remember, six years and, old and she said. made him change that. The teacher. She's yeah. like, nobody. And, and I remember he jokes that every year he sends her a new TV. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like why let other people's, you know, limitations or insecurities shape you and your journey, you know, yeah, because it's exactly. just, because a lot of those people, they, they were told that that's too crazy that you're not going to do that. You just do this A, B, and C and D and this is how you live. And you just have to be able to take that chance because it, it, it is yeah. possible. Yeah. It, it, I'm living proof that it can happen, you know? So yes. yeah, I'd like to be remembered for that. I, I would like to be um, for other people to walk away inspired and in, in believing in themselves that they, that there's almost nothing they can't do. Oh, love, love that. that. If you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for watching our show. Watching, and if you follow me, because you actually know who I am, thank you. <laughs> and if you're going to come over to follow me, welcome. Um, yeah. I just like to have a good time. I love to feel good. I love when other people feel good and can just be themselves. And I just, I appreciate when people share their space and their energy and their light with me. And I love, love sharing that. it with them. So mm-hmm. thank you, anyone, everyone, if you want to come into my little realm and hang out, <laughs> I'm grateful for it. <laughs> so as we close out here, what advice would you have for somebody who wants to do what you do? Oh, I would say, I mean, there's so many things I would say, but you know, live your dreams, follow your heart, have endurance. You know, it's not easy. 
endurance is the big thing. Endurance is huge. And, and I mean, like I said, in this business, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of, um, you know, I went for a few years where I was working constantly. And then I went for two years and there's like nothing. And and Mm -hmm. that's hard, you know, and, and honestly, like I said, I I had made the decision to step away temporarily. And then I ended up booking Sulphur Springs, which was like my biggest role yet. Because the universe and the higher power was like, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for you. you know when yeah, i just give some like, favor yeah it's just yeah. Yeah, it, is. it absolutely is um so just endurance you know it's a marathon not a sprint if you if your heart is there and you truly believe it and you you want it then just keep going you know um and and also know i believe what's for you is for you uh mm-hmm. so you know people say you just gotta go after it you have to go after it but you also have to understand like I guess I view it like if I don't get a job, it wasn't for me. Exactly. I don't look at it as rejection. I look at it like, okay, well, that one wasn't for me. It was for and me. that job could have held you back from where you're where you're supposed to go. Exactly, it could have. I don't. I don't believe in accidents, you know. So everything kind of happens the way it's supposed to happen. So you know, I I think one of the biggest things in this business is that constant reconditioning of your mindset and just mm-hmm. knowing that. To me, like nobody else is my competition. I'm my only competition. I think yeah. it's a game of golf. I have to go and better my score if it's for me. <laughs> and that because if you don't and you start letting all that noise get into your head, it, it can just it can chew you up and spit you out, and it's really tough. So yeah, yeah. those are a few things I would definitely love that. So tell everybody how they can find you. Uh well, you can find me on the socials. I'm on Instagram, it's my name at Deandra Lyle. I'm also on Twitter at Deandra Lyle, uh, Facebook. Deandra Lyle. I'm not too creative. I think it's always. <laughs> I'm not on I'm not on TikTok or Snapchat. I'm kind of like a little old school. My daughter's on those. I can't really get yeah. down with those. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> my name in. I should be there. Oh, you know, we really awesome. enjoyed having you on the we show today, did. and we this look forward fun. to having you back. I would yeah. love to come back. Thank you so much, and it was great meeting your son as well. We appreciate oh, we that. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much thank for your you time today. You have a thank great you. day. No thank, thank you to everybody. I know there were some comments and things that I missed, but thank you all for joining us. Okay. Thanks.